You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. You know, I hear the camera adds 10 pounds. Looks like you've eaten five cameras. We're back on The Pipeline Show, and it's time to kick off the 2019 Frozen Four Coaches Show. Out of the gate uh, this week is uh, the head coach of the Providence Friars, Nate Lehman, uh, back on The Pipeline Show. Coach, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Gee. Oh, a pleasure to get a chance to speak with you again, and I imagine things are uh, going pretty well there. Exciting uh, regional tournament. Uh, you're getting to play in uh, friendly confines in the city that you you play in. But uh, take me back to that game against Minnesota State, down 3 nothing. Uh, credit to your team for not uh, pulling the shoot and coming back and scoring six unanswered goals. Uh, quite the way to start the tournament. Yeah, it was. I mean, we got off to uh, a little bit of a tough start there, as you mentioned. And, uh, you know, I give the, the guys a lot of credit for being, you know, tough and resilient and and staying with it. You know, being down 3 nothing, we could have probably easily folded our tent. But the guys, you know, we stayed with it. We we started chipping away. And we eventually gra- uh, grabbed the momentum of the game and, and took off with it. As a coach, a little adversity like that, probably you don't mind that, especially when your team responds. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been through a lot of that this year, you know, and I think, and I've, you know, throughout the season, I've, I've let our team know that every time that we hit this adversity, this is, this is good for us. It's a positive thing because if you want to win at the end of the year, you have to be tough and then you got to be mentally tough. And, um, you know, the, the teams that grow the most through the year, um, are the teams that, that can have success. So, um, I think, you know, like I think when, when that happened, I don't think the you know, the guys didn't blink at all. And I give them a lot of credit. It speaks very highly of the leadership we have in the in our locker room, too. Uh, at this time of year, I don't imagine you're, you're learning new things about your team, but uh, the, the game against Cornell, you come back against Minnesota State the way you did and then post a 4 nothing victory against Cornell to get to the Frozen Four. What did that uh, game uh, mean for your team? And, and I don't know if, if learning something new about your team is possible at this stage of the game, but what did they show you? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think we're learning. I think we're growing. And, and I think that was a huge growth game for us. I mean, it was, um, you know, you, you, you can't go into that weekend with the mentality of just winning one. Um, you, you have to be focused on winning two games. And I thought, you know, that's, that's what our guys learned and, and grew about that weekend is that, you know, when that second game came, they were ready for it. They were going to bring their best game. And, um, and, you know, and I think that, you know, we did grow throughout that game. I thought it was a, it was a, it was a game we're going to see very much against Duluth where it was a hard, heavy, you know, um, tight game. So, um, very, very happy with the way we performed there. All right. Well, we'll talk about Duluth in a second. A minute ago, you mentioned some of the hurdles that your team has faced over the course of this season. I, m- I remember going back to the start of the year, the Friars were one of the, the projected uh, favorites coming into the season. What were those hurdles? What what sort of challenges has your club faced and overcome so far this year? Well, I mean, we we've had some games where we've played tremendous and lost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we at one point we outshot UMass thirty four thirteen and and lost the game three to two. And we did the same thing, at, you know, with a couple other teams throughout the year. Um, we weren't getting the results, but the process was good and the play was good and the. Uh, and the possession was good and the scoring chances were good. You know, like everything we were, I thought we were winning a lot of areas, but we weren't winning the scoreboard. Um, so it, it, you know, it, it took a lot of, um, you know, mental toughness or growth out of our guys to, to be able to stay with it and stick with it. And I think there were times that, you know, we were all a little frustrated with it, but, um, at the end of the day, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think, 
your team has to grow and it has to hit some adversity throughout the year. And, and uh, if you can get through those times, it's going to make you stronger at the end of the year. And um, now we look back and, you know, it's, it's probably not, we, we would have loved to win the league. We'd have loved to, instead of finishing second, we would have loved to win our league championship. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, we've grown, uh, we're playing good hockey and, and, and uh, you know, we're one of four teams remaining. Well, and some of that mental uh, fortitude, I'm sure comes to the players from the coaching staff, but when you look at your players, who sort of leads in that department for the, the rest of the team? Well, I, I think Casper Bjorkvist. He's, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, we have three captains: Casper Bjorkvist, Jacob Bryson, and Vinny Dayarnay. All three boys are drafted, um, but I think all three bring a little something different to our group. I mean, when, you know, Casper brings um, a vocal leadership and, and an unbelievable work ethic. Um, Jacob brings poise and playmaking and, and, and also great, uh, great work ethic. And Vinny Darnay brings us toughness. So from that aspect, aspect of it, I would say, you know, all three of them have brought the, the aspect to the, to, to the team about, no, we're just going to show up and work hard. We're going to stay in the process. We're going to, we're going to show up and we're going to work hard. And, um, you know, so I, I think that one of the biggest reasons of our success is those three young men. Uh, Coach, I'm in Edmonton. Uh, Vincent Diarne, you just mentioned, uh, is an Oiler prospect. Uh, I should ask you just for uh, the local audience here, uh, what sort of uh, development you've seen from him over his four years? It's his senior year, so it all wraps up for him here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, what sort of a player is he, and what can Oiler fans expect? Well, he's he's six foot six, um, but he's mobile, you know. And and uh, and when he came in, I think that's the, you know that was one area that he he needed to work on. He needed to work a little bit on his mobility. Um, the second thing is, is it's a lot harder for guys that are six foot six. Um, they got to be really strong in their core and they have to be very strong in their, you know, in the, in the, in the backsides of their legs, meaning their, their hamstrings and, and their glutes because they, the, the hardest part for Vinny is that he would, you know, he could play defense hard on someone for, for eight to 10 seconds, but he couldn't sustain it for a shift because he wasn't strong enough through his core and, and, and through his uh, lower body. So, um, he's developed that quite a bit and, and, you know, he was voted the best defensive defenseman in our league this year. So he always gets the tough matchup. Um, the, the area that we've been trying to improve on the most this year is, his, uh, is his play with the stick. And I think he's done a very good job of, of developing that. He's never going to be, you know, a high end offensive guy. He's always going to be a, a simple first play guy, but what makes Benny special is that, his feet are good enough to gap anything and in playing people's face. And he's got the size, um, to be, you know, to, to be really tough, uh, to play against. Nate Lehman, the head coach of the Providence Friars, my guest here on the pipeline show. Your, uh, leading scorer this year is Josh Wilkins. So uh, you have 10 drafted players. He's not one of them. Uh, what can we, uh, tell us more about uh, Josh Wilkins? This is a guy obviously is going to be on the radar, uh, for NHL teams, but uh, not drafted yet. Uh, what can you tell us about him? Um, you know, he's, he's five foot 10, um, you know, slippery, very, very good skill level. Um, he's able to switch gears, which I think is, you know, I mean, tells you about his intelligence a little bit that he can, you know, he can play at that three quarter speed and then turn it on to a, a different speed. And he's got very good vision. So he, he, he started as a wing force the first two years this year, we moved him to the middle. And, um, he's doing a, he's doing a terrific job with, with being a centerman, supporting plays, making plays. Um, you know, and we're, you know, quite frankly, he's, he, we're a better team when he's transporting the puck. 
A couple of freshmen who have had a big impacts on your squad this year. Jack Dugan, second in team scoring, point per game guy. And Tice Thompson as well, putting up 25 points this year. I don't know if you were expecting big impact uh, from freshmen when they come in like that, but certainly nice when you get it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, just as you mentioned, you, you, um, you're never expecting it, but it's, uh, because the level is hard. It's a hard jump, but Jack, Jack Dugan scored at every level. So, you know, we had hoped that he would grow into that role with us and, uh, and he's done a terrific job. Um, and, you know, still learning a lot away from the puck, but, you know, when, the, when he has the puck and when he's attacking with the puck, he's moving his feet, he's, he's really dynamic. Um, and, you know, Tice is a guy that we were, we were very excited to recruit. I mean, he, he was a player that, um, you know, was, was a little bit off the radar, had gone, has gone through the draft two times without being drafted. And, um, he's, you know, he is just, he's, to be honest, he is a coach's dream. He's, uh, shows up every day, um, with a great attitude and, and, you know, ready to work. And I think he does everything well. He's got a good stick. He's got a good vision. He's got a really good release. Um, he's six, one and a half, um, and he's just starting to fill out his body. So I think, you know, Tice has a very, very, very high top end. Coach, I have to ask you about Jay O'Brien. I'm a Flyers fan, and I know a lot of Flyers fans are interested in following uh, how he was going to make out this year in his freshman season, uh, being a first-round pick for the Flyers. seemed like he really struggled. I know there are some injuries along the way. I believe he's on the shelf right now for you as well. But uh, this guy coming right out of prep school did not go to the USHL for a year like uh, like uh, Dugan and Tice Thompson did. Um, would it, in hindsight, would it have been more beneficial for him to, to, to play a year in the USHL or why, why the struggles for Jay O'Brien this year? Well, I mean, you know, like it, again, like, I mean, he, you know, uh, Jay on our team in the first half of the season was third on our team for scoring chances for. Mm. So, you know, he, he had, he had a very good first half of the season, um, you know, and, and it, for whatever reason, his pucks weren't going in or when he was setting guys up, those pucks weren't going in. So, um, his overall numbers weren't great, but if you, if you watched our tapes, if you watched our games, if you, you know, if you looked at his, uh, you know, his analytics, they were all, they were all very good. Um, you know, he, he went to the world junior, um, was on the U S team that had it, that, uh, got a silver. And then I think he, he came, he came back. He was, he scored right away. And then he, he's, uh, fortunately he's gotten injured. So, you know, it's, um, it's something that, you know, he's a first round pick. We're, we're, we're being very, uh, cautious with him and making sure that, uh, you know, he's going to be a hundred percent when he gets back. Um, and, but, you know, overall, I mean, I, I think he's going to be, a, I think he's going to be a very good player. I think he's going through the learning curve that, um, any guy going from high school hockey to college hockey would go through, but I think he's more than capable. I mean, he's, he's very skilled. Um, he's very quick. He's got unbelievable vision. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I just think he's going through the growth part of it. And unfortunately a couple injuries, one in the first half and one now have hurt that growth a little bit throughout the year, um, especially playing now. But, uh, but I, you know, like I, I think he's, I mean, you, when you see him in practice, you see me like he's, he's, this kid's a good player. Okay. So, uh, last player, individual player I want to ask about is Hayden Hockey, your netminder who has been, uh, fantastic for you. During his uh, college tenure, uh, wrapping it up for him here again in a couple of weeks. Don't know what his uh, plans are uh, this off season, whether he'll sign with the Oilers or not. And that's not the question for you, but you can't win without quality net mining. And Hayden Hockey is giving that to you, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, he, he has, and he's an unbelievable teammate. Um, he's, he now leads the country in shutouts, which is uh, which is not easy to do. He has eight, so um, that's a that's a great stat for him. And uh, he's been our backbone. You know, like I mean, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna accomplish anything great in hockey if you don't have uh, if you don't have very good goaltending. And, and Hayden provides that for us, and he's. Last year in the NCAA tournament, he was our best player, and um, you know he's starting to trend that way also. So uh, we're excited. We're, we're very happy to have him in that. Now this matchup against the the Duluth Bulldogs, Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs, uh, on paper, there's not a lot of difference between your teams. You're scoring about roughly the same amount of goals, uh, giving up about the same amount of goals. Power play, penalty kill, pretty much even. They might be a bigger team in some ways than you are, but outside of that. Uh, how do you size up this matchup? What are you expecting against Duluth? Well, I think it's going to be a rock fight. Um, you know, I think it's two uh, two similar teams. I think they, you know, they're they're obviously very well coached. Um, they're the defending national champs, um, and they're they're very good in one goal games. I mean, if you look at their if you look at uh, them through the season, a lot of their games are one goal games, and. Uh, you know, so I, I think they're a patient team. So we're, you know, we're just we're going to go out and we want to make sure we're playing our best game. But we're, the important thing for us is that we're patient throughout the game, also, and and understand that there's going to be some shifts that there's not a lot going on. You know, and and that's not a bad thing. Um, I think especially teams are going to be very important in the game, and as well as you know, probably every faceoff. Last question for you, Coach. Maybe a little unfair to ask, but you're one of uh, ten nominees for the uh, Spencer Penrose as uh, Coach of the Year. Of the other nine, I don't know if you have a vote, but uh, who would you cast your vote for? Well, I, I think you know Eric Lang has done an done an outstanding job of basically taking a program that was you know on life support, meaning that the school might have canceled the program and within three years, he's in the NCAA tournament. He won his league regular season. He won his league championship. And, you know, they obviously upset, you know, arguably the, the, the number one seed or the best team that was, you know, throughout the, the season in St. Cloud. So he's done a terrific job. Greg Carvel's done an, an outstanding job um, at UMass. I know they won our league regular season and, and certainly, um, you know, we've, we've seen an up close view of, of them and how they, um, you know, how they've gotten to, you know, build that program and, and they have a special player in Kale McCarr and, and how he's used him. And, um, and then, you know, I mean, like I, there, there's probably, there's probably not a, there's not a bad candidate on the list. Yeah. I can tell you that outside of myself, but you know, <laughs> Minnesota Duluth too. I mean, that, you know, Scott Sandlin's guy that just goes under the radar every year um and he's he's at he's back at his third frozen four in three years and that's really really difficult to do so those are three that maybe stand out a little bit but i i don't have the list in front of me so i i could probably go through every guy because we've played a lot against them and and i have a lot of respect for for not only that list but a lot of the coaches in college hockey coach i really appreciate your time i certainly wish you the best of luck in buffalo uh great to catch up once again thanks for doing this good luck no problem thanks for having me there's Nate Lehman, head coach of the Providence Friars. They kick things off against the Duluth Bulldogs on, uh, sorry, the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. Don't want to get Bulldog fans, UMD fans angry with me. Those two teams collide the early game, the first game, on Thursday. That should be a great matchup, actually. I, I think uh, Providence may have underachieved a little bit this year. They're a very good team. 
uh, but just barely getting into the NCAA tournament. I go back to the start of the season, I, like I told Coach there, I I thought they were one of the favorites uh, coming into the year, so maybe underachieved a little bit. I think they will give UMD all they can handle on Thursday. That should be a terrific game. Speaking of UMD, head coach Scott Sandlin, he's up next here on the Pipeline Show's Frozen Four Coaches Show. Brought to you by College Hockey Inc. And as you heard at the end of the last break, we lead into the next one with the fight song and the uh, promo from the head coach. Here's Scott Sandlin. Hi, this is Scott Sandlin, coach of the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs, and this is the Pipeline Show. Nothing compares to the smile on a child's face after their wish has been granted. The Rainbow Society of Alberta is dedicated to granting wishes throughout the province to children who have been diagnosed with a life-threatening or severe chronic medical illness. And you can help too. View the wishes, refer a child, and donate at rainbowsociety.ab.ca or get involved as a volunteer. Having a wish come true fills a child's heart with hope and happiness. Visit rainbowsociety.ab.ca today.